Are these the shadows of the things that will be? Or are they the shadows of the things that may be only? Why show me this if it is all too late? Tell me I may sponge away the writing on this stone. I will honor Christmas in my heart and try to keep it all the year. I will live in the past, the present, and the future. The spirits of all three shall strive within me. I will not shut out the lessons that they teach. No, no. No, no, no. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. It's good to, that we finally get into that Christmas special that we've promised everybody. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> <coughs> so today we are um, really looking at how do we recover that magical sense for Christmas with adults, right? That's that's kind of what we're looking at. Yes, yeah. And, you know, why would we want to do that? Maybe, maybe if um, God's in it somehow and we've missed something along the way. Yeah. So... Let's, let's dig into it. I just want to say bar humbug. Just <laughs> <laughs> you just did. because we because we're, we're going to use um, as a kind of backbone a, a framework for for looking at this uh, the the Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens. Yeah, wonderful novel. Yeah, wonderful novel. Yes. I, I was going to say I I, I um, I've never actually read the book until now, and uh, I've obviously watched the films. I've listened to the plays, but uh, mm. it's and it's been a really really good experience for me to do that yeah 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 um i mean anybody listening who um listens to has an audible account not that we're marketing this for them but if you have audible there is a free to access um version uh red version of uh, a christmas carol on there read by hugh laurie it was recorded uh, only a year or two ago so it's a new version hugh grant isn't it no, Hugh Grant's Four Weddings and a Funeral. Hugh, Lor- <laughs> Hugh Laurie read this. <laughs> I thought it was Hugh Grant. But yeah. <laughs> His name was Hugh anyway. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I think it's a Hugh Laurie one. Anyway, yeah. um, if, you, if you've not heard it before, two and three quarter hours to listen to it. If, if after this um, you, you feel inspired, go and have a listen. Um, what, you know, one of the, one of the reasons to look at this and, and to maybe look at this in this way is because in our podcast we, we've been talking about how God is working out, uh, working beyond frameworks we've traditionally been looking for Him. You know, there was an in out in out idea, and God seems to be doing a lot of work on the outside. Um, and it, it, there's what's a verse in the Bible that says, "I'll pour out my Spirit on all flesh, and your sons and daughters will prophesy." And what if? when you're reading these books, you're actually getting that prophetic spirit coming through. I think you are. And we can dig into it and yeah. see if um, listeners agree with us at the end of it. <laughs> Here we go again. Here we go again. <laughs> so, uh, Raul, just outline some of the... How do, how are we going to start with this? Uh, okay, so just very quickly then, let's let's give you a, a recap on the story of Christmas Carol. Christmas Carol is really about the, the a, a, a character, fictional character called Ebenezer Scrooge. Ebenezer Scrooge is a bitter old, selfish, miserly, unpleasant piece of work. Uh, he's an old, an old, older chap running his business, very wealthy, um, but just treats everybody around him with misery and contempt. And uh, he, I let, there's there's that there's that there's that quote, isn't it that. He loves darkness because it's cheap. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's right. And 
you know, it's it, it's it's been a I think as as a profound insight there that you know, light is expensive. You know, goodness costs. If you want to love someone, if you want to bring goodness, it's going to cost you something. You'll pay a price to do it. But darkness and unkindness is cheap. Mm. It's it doesn't require anything. It's uh, and so the the book's full of those kinds of insights. And yeah, Scrooge loves darkness. Um, what happens is just a quick step back. The Victorians loved the idea of ghost stories. Um, this was something that, that they got into in a big way. And in the eighteen forties, eighteen forty three, Dickens writes this ghost story um, around a man called Scrooge. And the first ghost that shows up for him uh, is his old business partner Jacob Marley. And Jacob is in some distress. Uh, he's wearing chains and he's wandering the earth and he can't find peace. And it turns out because he never, while he was alive, he never lived for humanity. He never cared for people around him. He showed no compassion or uh, any of those sort of responses. And the consequence for him is that he's spending his life, um, so his, his time after having died, um, just wandering the earth, you know, just lost. But but what's in, what I found interesting because I never I never picked this up. Yeah. Obviously, reading, reading the thing, you don't pick it up in the same way. Uh, is that his distress is caused because he can no longer help humanity? Yes, yeah, and there's this kind of polarity. So uh, Marley and the spirit world have knowledge and insight. They know what's going on. They got they can see stuff, but they have no power. Yeah. Scrooge and humanity, we have power. We have ability to do stuff. But we don't have that understanding, and and and, and so really, this the, you know the, the book pivots on that is, is a transaction there where Scrooge gets understanding and it leads to we we'll come and see his redemption. But so Marley shows up and he says, Look, "I procured for you three ghosts to come and uh, haunt you," <laughs> and Scrooge says, "I'd rather not." Uh, but basically, these three ghosts are going to bring Scrooge to a transformation to change. Uh, one of them is the ghost of Christmas past. One of them is the ghost of Christmas present. One of them is the ghost of Christmas yet to come or the Christmas future. Uh, and each of these ghosts take him through um, episodes and dimensions of his life and the lives of those around him. And, and it leads to a transformation in, in the man. Um, and it all happens on Christmas Day. And and really, that's the story. What I wanted to get, come at first was this. to say, well... well how could this be? This is a ghost story. How can this be a Christian? How can God speaking through this? Well, let's get the Bible out. What does the Bible say angels are? Spirits. Angels are ministering spirits. And in this book, these angels are clearly, so these ghosts are described as spirits. And so they're spirits who are serving uh, Ebenezer in this case, because they're bringing him to some revelation. And his name, Ebenezer Scrooge. Do you know what Ebenezer means? Well, I, we said it earlier, <laughs> but it means uh, is the Hebrew word for the Lord has been my help. So you've got a ghost story going on there, but you've got a very Christian story of redemption, re- right. repentance, revelation, and stuff. So, you know, one of the reasons why why does this story have such power, you know, for humans? And if, I think it's because it's so it's got so so much truth in it. Mm. That it that it brings life and goodness in it. So, um, if we then look at what happens with these ghosts as as, as they go forward, um, one of the things that just struck me as I was reading it was how the fruit of the spirit show up in this. And you're going to go really? Uh, well, I am. I'm going to say love, joy, peace. Okay, and hope. 
love, joy, peace. Yeah, peace and hope sort of functioning yeah. together. So the first ghost that comes, the ghost of Christmas past, um, and, and th- through this one, Scrooge's past is redeemed by love. Mm. We'll look at it in a minute. The ghost of Christmas present redeems Scrooge's present with joy. <clears throat> and the ghost of Christmas yet to come redeems Scrooge through bringing peace and hope where he's fearful and hopeless. <clears throat> and so you see that love, joy, peace right at the heart of this message. I would, I, I, I see it. As well. So I find that really powerful. Um, so, so the ghost of Christmas past, what happens here? The ghost of Christmas past, you've got this mean old Scrooge treating Bob Cratchit, who's his employee, uh, awfully, pays him very little. He's just sharp with his words. Uh, on Christmas Eve, um, people come to his house and ask him to give some money for the poor. And he says, well, they better die and decrease the surplus population rather than I'm not going to help them. Um, his nephew comes round and argues with him, says, please come over and have dinner with us on Christmas Day. And he doesn't. Yeah, he says, no, go away. And then the famous words, bar humbug all come forward here yeah. and it, it's just a really unpleasant bloke at this point there's, there's nothing redeeming I, in I, lo- I love the nephew though because the nephew says i will keep coming yeah and and asking you do you know what i mean I, yeah. I ask you every year you say no every year but i will keep coming there's that sense again of perseverance coming through isn't it it's really really interesting it, it is and one of the questions is you know why does this happen for scrooge because in him there's nothing redemptive at all there's, there's nothing oh, right. that you would have compassion on He's just a mean, bitter, graceless old miser. And it just brings no goodness at all. So why does things work for him? Why why does this change come about? Someone has cared. Some, someone has called on something. Someone has, and one of the things Marley says to him, he says, I have procured for you this situation so that you won't end up where I have. Somehow there's been a... Uh, somehow someone has interceded for Scrooge someone has prayed for him to put it in other words yeah. and maybe it is the nephew showing up and saying and persisting with him and saying no come be part right. of our family right. and calling him into something I love that idea I, I, I don't know, you know it's, yeah. it, it's an interesting thought yeah and you can imagine his wife before he goes to see Scrooge going why are yeah. you going you Not know he's going, no, I, we have to yeah, you know, I have to it's really interesting I, I just I just found that really interesting when I when I was reading it yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, the so, so, so as I said, Marley shows up, uh, and Scrooge realizes that the, the world is changing for him. He's freaked out by this whole thing, uh, and then comes the ghost of Christmas past, uh, and as Scrooge says to the ghost, you know, Christmas past, long past, and the ghost says, "No, your past." Yeah. This is really interesting to me because in 1843, Dickens takes one of his fictional characters and he goes and does a retrospective. He looks through the childhood, looks through the past, and as Scrooge faces his past and encounters it again, it brings different responses in him. It's like his heart gets opened up. So the first transformations happen here. And the first thing he he sees is uh, himself as a young boy in a school. Everyone else has gone home. He's alone on his own. It's cold. And from other surrounding facts, you get the sense this school don't treat people well very at all. You know, this is a child who is on his own, isolated, 
his sister called little fan shows up and says dad says you've got to come home he's much nicer now he's changed and you're to be a man and there's a sense of there's some early wounds in scrooge's life as a child that relate to his dad and and the family at home not being having been a good origin for him and now he's at boarding school on his own having a bad time and uh i think this is fascinating you know 80 years before freud is <laughs> writing you've got dickens just understanding how, how we need to look at our past to understand sometimes what happened right to us and yeah so that's the first thing happens then the second one is the ghost takes um scrooge back to his one of his first employers a chap called Fezziwig, and he sees the christmas that Fezziwig puts on and in this uh encounter scrooge just comes alive again it's he says you know is old Fezziwig alive again and but it's like scrooge is actually becoming alive because he suddenly his heart which has been bitter and cold and whatever else suddenly responds to all the things that made him joyful as a young man and uh, so so he really comes alive and he really begins to be amazed at how Feswick make people so joyful yeah um, and there's, there's some bits in that that I lo- that, that really really grip me one was um, the power of gratitude again you, do, do you know what I mean he yeah. he suddenly became it's, it's like a, a good memory he's gone back to a good memory and it's brought him alive in a in a whole new way you know and as yes. I think as we practice gratitude as we consciously and intentionally look back and say this was a good memory this is great how that you know that brings us alive again yes it's it's really fascinating i i just found that that bit incredibly powerful when i was when when i was uh, reading it you know it's it's that there's this is this the power of gratitude and the power of of memories and actually because he at one point the ghost is He's saying what a wonderful Christmas this was, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. And the ghost says to him something along the lines of, "Yeah, but he spent so little." Yeah, you know, yeah. and 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 you find Scrooge defending him and going, "It doesn't matter how much he spent. Look at the result of what yeah. he spent yeah. because he showed us how much he cared and loved for us." Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's I just I just found that really powerful um, when I, when I was when I was reading it. Yeah, exactly. This is when. I think the the novel begins to betray itself because this is a very God style thing, isn't it? It just shows you how people in our lives he uses the people in our lives to reveal himself. Yeah. Yeah. And Scrooge, you know, who only hours before was being the most awful, bitter person, is suddenly is suddenly coming alive. There's, there's things happening there just through the memory of 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 of, of, of someone in his past life. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So that happens. I think he even mentions to the ghost, he says, God, I wish there's this boy who came to our um, counting house last night. He said, I wish I'd have given him something. You know, it's this early yeah. transformation happening here. The next one is, is quite of a bittersweet one because he's reacquainted with episodes where he was engaged to a woman called Belle and um, eventually she breaks off this relationship because she says, look, your heart's moved on to money. You're, you're interested in money and gain and business. You're not the person I got engaged to. Oh, wow. And Scrooge, instead of fighting for, for her and for that relationship, just sort of puts the ring in the drawer and shuts down. 
Right. And in shutting down, it's like he's setting himself up for the Scrooge he becomes because he's not fighting for the things he's loved. Um, he's he, he's failing in love at these yeah. points. And, and this hmm. whole episode, as it's re-performed for Scrooge, just leave, he can't cope with it. So he actually... Uh, brings this ghost to an end by pushing its hat down on it like it's like a cone, a cone for extinguishing something and uh, so he extinguishes the memory he just puts it to because he can't go there that's too painful for him I think but the whole process has just left him it's just completely awakened him up again mm. at which point in comes the ghost of Christmas present and this ghost is something else he's just a larger than life gigantic figure giant he's jovial he's cheerful he's got a horn of plenty in his hand um and he's surrounded by all the good things of christmas so there's turkey and game and poultry and geese and uh, pies and fruit and everything you can imagine and wine and, and and there's a fire going off in the chimney in the, in the fireplace that's bigger than has ever been seen in that house. So there's like a super abundance of plenty and joy and good feeling. And it's, it, it, it's something else. It, and what I love is he, Scrooge wakes up when he hears this ghost has arrived. But the ghost is not in the room he is. He's in the next door room. Right, yeah, yeah. And there's something in that. It's like, this is happening now, but it's not where you are. It's next door. It's It's close. And so Scrooge has to go to it in a sense. And... Um, you can miss out on it, right? He could have slept through that whole ghost. He he has to get up and go into the next room, and then that ghost says to him, "Come in and know me better, man." And I don't know about you, but if Jesus ever was kind of uh, morphed into a character in script in fiction, this is one of the candidates for that for me. It's come in and know mm. me better, man. I think that's such a such a powerful sentence which is why i was saying but you know your sons and daughters shall prophesy yeah. it feels like there's a quality to this that's that's just, uh different and so so this ghost calls him in i i think that's interesting as well in the in the sense that um you know that verse in john ten ten where it says uh the the enemy has come to steal and destroy and but i have come to give you life in all its abundance you know so there's it's not just i've come to give you a little bit of life and yep. for you to get on and but actually there's this abundant aspect that's and that when when i read that that yep. that that reminded me of that verse actually you know? yeah yeah uh, he he's abundant he's joyful he's present he's here uh and he says he has like he's had 1900 brothers uh so <laughs> it's the is the ghost of christmas present the ghost of christmas day this this ghost takes scrooge and he shows him what's going on around him now if you like what's going on in the room next door and he, he what the first thing he does is he takes him to um bob cratchit's house now bob was his employee who lives on 15 shillings a week and and and, and it's really hard up and, and and they're struggling they've got a tiny little goose for christmas they haven't got a lot of food there but the sense of celebration and feasting that goes on in his house is out of proportion to the uh to, to, to what's on the table you know they know how to celebrate they know how to be family they know how to really enjoy this whole thing uh in a way so scrooge sits there and watches and he can see something he's not seen before 
and, and in seeing that whole family story, he encounters obviously Tiny Tim is there, who's uh, not well as a child. He's got, he's got Better explain who Tiny Tim is for anybody else. Bob Cratchit's seen young son um, seems to have some disability and has, has got his leg in some sort of um, iron frame or something like that and walks with a crutch. And, but he s- sings beautiful songs and he's very thoughtful and uh, talking about how. Uh, you know, being at church, him him with a crutch might remind him of remind people of how Jesus healed the lame man and so. On. So that's the tiny Tim and and Bob Cratchit clearly dotes on tiny. The whole family does, um, and though they haven't got much, this is a family who are rich in their enjoyment of each other and what they do have. Right. Um, which kind of echoes back to the Fezziwig thing. It wasn't a lot, but they knew how to make the best of it, and and Scrooge has everything. And yet he doesn't make anything of what he's got. You know, it's, it's, it's such a contrast. So after that, he gets taken to um, see... Oh, gosh. He, 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 the ghost takes him across the whole of the, the island of Britain. And, and he sees miners' families um, singing around the fire again with very little. He gets taken out on across the sea to a lighthouse and to see people on ships. And all these different people... Just it just shows, sees how Christmas touches their present and brings some feeling of warmth, some feeling of hope, some feeling of joy, that some <laughs> positive transformation, no matter what they are or how tough their life. And again, that to me that that betrays what the book's about. You know, yeah. it doesn't matter what it is. There's something of the presence of Jesus in it. And uh, if we go back to our first point, you know, the, the magic of Christmas. Yes, no, there is something in it. Yeah. There is something going on. It's really easy to switch off to and be yeah. modern and uh, dry and cynical and um, sceptical and materialist about this. Yeah. And oh, it's... Or or to be bar humbug, to use yes. the phrase, right? Yeah. Bar humbug about the materialism, about what Christmas has become, rather than to dig in and find the magic of Christmas for yourself, right? Yes. So, yeah, so yeah. you almost you lose that magic, that 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 wow factor, the the real meaning of Christmas, because yeah. you become bar humbug about other people who have not, who don't know that, rather than modelling something different. Th- that's right. And those people who go that route tend to not only mop up the joy of Christmas for themselves, they soak it away from others. Yeah. <laughs> you are having it. Yeah. Well, that's true. I, I was, it's funny, actually. Just recently, I was talking to somebody who doesn't celebrate Christmas. Yeah, yeah. They're Christians, yeah. but they don't celebrate Christ- Christmas. And yeah. I said, well, why not? And they said, well, it's so materialistic. And do you know what I mean? It's like, and I started feeling really depressed and yeah. uh, not just depressed, but actually kind of guilty for enjoying Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, so they do, you know, they kind of mop up my joy. Um, came came away from it yeah, yeah, pretty so, quick actually to be honest <laughs> but but this is a, the thing is, it, is it, if it has got materialistic and it's kind of moved away from something well let's go and redeem it and recover not abandon it you know exactly so, exactly so this the ghost of Christmas present then brings Scrooge to his nephew and niece's house and he sees family there he sees feasting he sees friends they playing parlour games and they mentioned Scrooge a few times, and, and Scrooge in the in the book, just re- not aware that he's a sort of a, a ghost type figure sitting on this the outside of what's going on, just gets completely engrossed by this and absorbed because it connects. He begins to connect with his family. You know, yeah. he begins to connect with life, and, and 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 there's a transforming work going on in him through all of this, and uh, so 
so so when the ghost of Christmas present comes on, he, he, by the end of the day he he grows old. Um, Scrooge has ri- has almost all but transformed, but there's one aspect left. Is because of the way he's been living, he is fearful of the future. He has no hope for his future. He is he is afraid because he knows mm. there's a consequence of how he's lived. Right. Yeah. And at that point, the ghost of Christmas yet to come shows up, who never speaks, who's like a hooded phantom. And Scrooge says, I fear you more than any other. He said, but as I know you intend to do me good, I'm prepared to follow you. This ghost just walks Scrooge through a series of episodes where he realises that his worst fears will be uh, uh, realised. He will die alone, unmourned. No one will care for him. No one will miss him when he's gone, uh, and people will just uh, what's the word? Just r- run in and rob him of and his corpse of the very very things that he 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 lay there uh, on his deathbed in. And um, this, of course, horrifies him that there's no compassion, mm. <laughs> of course, from a very uncompassionate person. But uh, there's no compassion for this person in death. Uh, and then he sees the future of Tiny Tim, and he sees that, in the same way that without intervention in the the future of this individual who's just died alone and unmourned, without transformation intervention in the future of the Cratchit family and Tiny Tim, Tiny Tim will die. Mm. Uh, and so then he finally says, "Well, to this ghost, look, who was this that I saw? This dead person." And the ghost takes him to a grave, and he sees his name, Ebenezer Scrooge, and. Uh, I, th- I think I'm right in saying this is 12 months hence. Mm. So, it's just, you know, you're you're really <laughs> this is imminent. Yeah. And at this point, there's a mixture of panic and hope in Scrooge because he's like, "Hang on, you haven't shown this to me just to tease me or taunt me. And if if these are the consequences of how I was living, then if I change how I live, I, there could be a different outcome. I can change this." And he basically has have this sort of argument with himself. And <laughs> um, panicking, the ghost just stands there saying nothing, and Scrooge wakes up, tied essentially to his bedpost with the bedding bed sheets around him, and he realizes he's alive, and he goes, "I'm alive! I'm alive!" Yes, he is alive. <laughs> Not because the Scrooge at the beginning of the story was a dead man walking, yeah, and now he's come alive again. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, and. Again, you know, it's love redeemed his past, joy redeemed his present, and hope redeems his future, future. Peace and hope for his future. And the first thing he does, he bursts into generosity. He goes and buys the biggest turkey he can to send it to Bob Cratchit's house. He gives Bob Cratchit a massive raise and says, "We're going to look after your son. We're going to, you know, we're going to sort him out and get him the best medical care." And the book says um, Scrooge became a new father to Tiny Tim. So it's interesting that the, the father-son thing getting restored, it, it, it's through this novel. It's, it was all through there. Uh, and then at the end it says, if anybody knew how to keep Christmas, you know, it was Scrooge. You know, he kept yeah. it better than any man. Because what is keeping Christmas? It's not about putting baubles on a tree or putting tinsel around your windows. It's about love, joy, peace, functioning, um, and feasting and let and there being plenty and, and an abundance even where there isn't much and, and and laying your life down for others to make their world a world a better world right. 
and Scrooge has grasped that now. And and so he lived on for a long time after, actually. He didn't die the following year. Uh, he never saw Scrooge, never saw Marley or the other ghosts again. As Dickens says he lived by the principle of abstinence from that point on. <laughs> uh, but I just think, you know, if you talk about the gospel, in a way we've seen it preached, maybe taught in churches, maybe, a lot of people struggle with it for many reasons. And yet, if A Christmas Carol, the movie's on this year, on Christmas Day in homes across Britain or yeah. wherever else, no one would raise an eyelid, an eyebrow rather. No one would be surprised because it's welcome. It's part of, and we connect to it, we touch it. And why is that? It's because there's truth in it, you know. And and, uh, and also, it's part of our, our common humanity, isn't it? It's part of our 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 human experience, really. I I mean, it, I just as I was as I was reading it, I I just for me it it just I just thought this is this isn't just about the eighteenth nineteenth century yeah, whenever yeah, it was written, yeah. but it's actually about now, about me, and that's why it trans in films it's translated. Through all the ages, you it can does. find all kinds of ways of of, of, yeah, of doing this, yeah. this, of telling that story. Yeah, um, yeah. And they yeah. keep re- redoing it. Yeah. So one of our favourites is Muppet Christmas Carol. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it loses some of the finesse of the Dickens language and so on. <laughs> but you know, yeah. Fozzy Week instead yeah. of Fezzy Week. Yeah. Uh, but the, the the point is there still, and the truth yeah. is there still, and yeah. it's still that same feeling at the end yeah. of it. You know. Yeah. Um, and then, um, yeah, as you say, there's the Bill Murray one. Um, yeah. It's one of my favourite. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, so it keeps. Alec Guinness played Marley in the past. Lots of people have played Scrooge and so on. Um, So it it goes on and on, Uh, and uh, and I'm suggesting it goes on and on. Not just because we like a good story. Humans do like good stories, but it is the story. Yeah. And just one thing, I just want to step back again. At that point about Scrooge, there's nothing about Scrooge that's lovely or lovable. But outside someone cared Mm. somehow his world got transformed his life and then through the transformation of Scrooge he goes to transform and make everybody else's life better around him right which is so God (laughs) and you know I mean hope in a mad world we we, you know this podcast is called you look at the world it's mad you think oh my goodness how, how could you even begin and you look at Scrooge, you think, how could you even begin? God knows how to begin. You know, he's capable, very capable yeah. of doing these things. And Scrooge gets turned around. Someone who's unlovable, yeah. someone who's not worth a care, gets turned around and actually becomes a source of love, joy, peace in the earth. Yeah. And so when we look at our world around and we think, good gosh, I just, how can we ever be hopeful? No, no. God knows precisely how to do it. Yeah. He's not lacking yeah. knowledge. He is able to, um, what's the word? Uh, he who began a good work in you is able to bring it to completion. Um, he knows what to do in these things, and uh, so that's something to say to you, Ebenezer, the Lord has been my help. You know? I, and I, I love, I, I love the, um, you know, there's so many kind of uh, thing things to point to in it. Do you know, like the nephew, hmm. you know, keep that for us. I mean, you know, so yeah. an encouragement to us that no matter how many times we are pushed back, yeah. In terms of offering generosity or 
wanting to love someone or and they don't want it they keep pushing it back to yeah. keep pulling out because that's like a prayer yes to yeah. god and yeah. god will you know i love i love that bit in in, in acts 10 where um you know the the roman centurion it says your offerings and yes um, yeah and prayers have come up to me as a memorial yeah you know th- there's so much of that in this book i think yeah. you know yeah. that 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 the, the people around scrooge their prayers and their offerings the way they've acted towards him mm has actually come up to a memorial to see his redemption yes you know yeah. and 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 i and i just love it. i love all of that i love yeah, the yeah. way all of that works out you know and it's the it's a story of repentance a yeah. change of mind a change about how yes. he thought yeah. how he viewed the world once he viewed the world like this and then he got horribly cynical about yeah. it yeah. But now he's repented and he's come back to Completely. seeing this. You know, yeah. it's, it's about resurrection. Yes. Isn't it? You know, yeah. he, he's a different guy. He's, he suddenly he comes alive. I love the sto- the bit at the beginning with the first ghost when he sees Fozzie. Not Fozzie. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, the Muppet one again. Yeah. But, you know, when, when he sees that Fizz, part. Fizzywig. Fizzywig. When he yeah. sees Fizzywig, you know, he comes alive. Yeah. It, there's a resurrection started. You can see yeah. that resurrection resurrection of 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 joy and gratitude yeah. and and thankfulness again yeah. you know which which leads him ultimately to hope yeah even with his interaction with the last ghost you know you haven't brought me here there's a hope in it even though actually there wasn't a hope in it in some ways you yeah. know what I mean but it, it's hope has been rekindled in his life does that make sense it's, it's completely I, it, but the funny thing is he says it's Fezziwig alive again yes no, right, no, yeah. no it's Scrooge alive, alive again, again. Yeah, <laughs> yes. brilliant brilliant yeah, uh, it's yeah. brilliant but yeah. I, what's, what's what I was trying to go for here was um, the ghost of Christmas present he goes around sprinkling his thing whatever it is his magic wherever so there's two people in a lighthouse weather-worn faces tough people because but they one of them sings a christmas song uh it's when we bang our mics for for (laughs) christmas yeah um he he there's just this warm there's a there's a moment of christmas warmth that comes there now what one of the things i think we need to get to as believers or anyone who's walking with Jesus, wherever that is, whatever shape that is, is we need to stop thinking of Christian, non-Christian yeah. or in, in and out yeah. going to heaven and not going to heaven. Like these yeah. kinds of ideas. We've got to start saying, what is God doing here? Mm. And, and then having seen it, start to work with it. So yeah. if God is doing something, just a little touch of something here, there's a little bit, ask God to help us see that and work with it. Yeah rather than say well that's not even in the category that's just you know this yeah. just people being happy no 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 this is jesus at work and we need to be co-laborers yeah. i mean if, if you want to be biblical about it jesus said they will know you're my b- disciples because of your love for one another yeah. the man described as ebenezer scrooge at the end of the story has a love for one another yeah. so he's a disciple of jesus yeah so right. if you want, to, you want to get that way about it yeah <laughs> um but but let's, let's let's take the whole religious layer off mm. and just just call it you know how how God yeah. transforms His creation mm. and He wants to fill the whole earth, heaven on earth. And I think this this book speaks to that. Um, so, but but again, it's not it's given as a parable. Mm. It's given as fiction, and I think God speaks through all kinds of cultural 
creations, artistic, you know, musical, and and they may not be explicitly Christian, whatever else, but you, in in this way, uh, it's really helpful if Christ, uh, as believers we start looking for what God is doing. Yeah, right. And uh, yeah, that comes back. I, I in one of the podcasts that people will listen to, I think I don't think they've listened to this one yet. <laughs> but um, you know, we we talk about um, not not asking the question, is God in this? But asking the question, where is God in it? Yes. Yeah. And where is the redemption in it? Yeah. You know, and I think that this story for me is all about that. It's all about yeah. the, the, the redemption. How do we get, you know, God's heart is, how do I get Ebenezer Scrooge yeah. to a place of redemption where yeah. he actually can not just have abundance mm. that he doesn't even recognize, but he can have abundance and enjoy it. Mm. Um, and have abundance in a different way as well. Yes. Uh, so, so loads of different things in that. Yeah, and I think it's a gift that keeps giving. You know, read yeah. it again and again. Uh, you can listen yeah. to it on Audible for free. Yeah. Um, good, uh, yeah. recorded in the past couple of years is a good version. Um, or go and buy a book. It doesn't take that long time to get through. Um, I, here's the application. Though. Let's come to the application. Yeah. Right? <laughs> here's the application. Christmas is coming. Okay, and many of us. Well, we don't believe in Christmas, you know, the Christmas tree is a 19th century German idea and the turkey is an American 19th century idea and these things aren't original, it's all a construct, it's all a fake thing that we just do to make ourselves happy and and of course many people associate Christmas with very painful and, you know, dark things and it's a painful place to go. Scrooge had pain. Mm. <laughs> God, God took him right in there mm. and actually at one point he says to that spirit he says take me from this place I can bear it no longer but actually the ghost keeps him there to finish off mm. uh, but the, the point I'm, I'm simply making is that um, Christmas is coming around and whether it's painful or hopeful or we're cynical about it or whatever else mm. it's all about Jesus fundamentally and yeah he may not have been born on Christmas day we all know that okay <laughs> <laughs> but really? uh, did you not? Okay. Uh, so, so, and yeah, the three wise men didn't come on the night of his birth. And we, we let's be grown up about this. A step back. No, it is what it is. But you know what it is? It is a feast in, in terms of it's a time for family to get together, have a break from work, enjoy family, enjoy friends, enjoy good things, think about each other, buying gifts for each other. What would this person like? What would that like? that person like how we are thinking in that way and it may be the only time in the year that we really do that apart from birthdays and it's a time to sit down together and there is a magic about it and the kids get that magic straight away adults can be excluded from it because of pain or because we can become dry and cynical or we say how can we afford christmas this year or they get worried or anxious or whatever it's going to be but the Bible says this, it says, unless you become like a little child, you cannot enter the kingdom. Mm. So if kids get Christmas, perhaps there's a lot of kingdom in it. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And therefore, if we shut ourselves off from that, maybe this year the application for us is to become like little children and give ourselves to it, surrender to it, embrace it, find God anew mm. in the lights on a Christmas tree, in the sitting down watching a film together, in the having a, a meal together with... Do you know what I mean? Mm. Rather than talking about God perhaps explicitly, it's just enjoying his presence and enjoying what he has given yeah. and allowing him to 
reawaken that child. You know, yeah. Let's make sure we don't get robbed of the very thing because actually it needs to spread. Yeah. <laughs> right. Wow. That's really excellent, Ralph. It's it's just good just to just again just to be challenged, I think, to find the real meaning of Christmas, which is the experience of Jesus in it, right? And being Jesus in it as well, ourselves. You know, yeah. he came um to earth as a man, the incarnation. If you to live amongst us as one one translation puts it to to pitch his tent in the midst of the camp and i love that you know yeah, yeah. And, and i think that for for us to realize that jesus did that that's what christmas is all about but also that means we are the incarnation of jesus upon the earth now so how do we be like him yeah. how do we bring his presence and glory yeah. to that and i you know I, I you know as you will find out in one of our later podcasts <laughs> we talk about the fruit yeah. of the spirit yeah. and the link between the fruit of the spirit and the glory of god yeah. and the presence of god because yeah. we are bringing the very character of god through joy peace hope yeah you know <laughs> that's that that's that's love it, you know and, and the greatest of these is love you know it's, yeah. it, i just think that that's a that's an incredible yeah. war. Just one last corollary in that, you yeah. know, this is what we've discussed here is imperfect. Yeah. You know, there may be things we, we've said where else that people jar for people and they don't, don't throw the whole thing out because of, you know, <laughs> yeah, one right. line or one sentence. Yeah. We're not, not trying to, this isn't a, a, a systematic, you know, analysis, whatever else. It's just a, a conversation about, um, it's imperfect. It's, we see in part, we know in part. Okay. Yeah. But we can learn from each other. I think there is something in a book like Christmas Carol, in the whole opportunity, in the feast and season of Christmas and what it means to families that God's calling us into. Mm. And that will look different for everybody. Good. But let's let's give ourselves to it. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Well, me and Raul, will uh, we, we wish you a Merry Christmas. Have a great time and find the wonder of Christmas in the midst of Christmas. Uh, till next time, we'll see you later. Happy Christmas. You must be joking. Never more serious in all my life. A Merry Christmas, Father. A Merry Christmas. My good fellow and I have given you for many a year. Go on now. Go on. Merry Christmas to all the world. Happy New Year to everyone. God bless us all. God bless us everyone.